1: Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
2: Kept into the far point. Pareko gets it back again. Working the right point. Sends it to the net. Tipped in front. Kyrou scores on the doorstep right in front of Uko Pekalukunen. And the Blues did not have an even game for long. They've regained the lead at 2-1.
3: to one.
0: That is your game winner, Jordan Cairo, 432 into the second period, put the Blues up 2-1. That's all that they would need. It's our NOCO play of the game, brought to you by NOCO, the official natural gas and electric supplier to the Buffalo Sabres. As we welcome you back here to the Press Box at KeyBank Center on what is now a very sunny Saturday afternoon here in downtown Buffalo, this is the Upstate Honda Dealers post-game show. Visit your local Upstate Honda dealers today. 3-1 Blues. The story remains the same. Buffalo can't win at home and are struggling to put the puck in the net. We'll be heading down to the locker room in a few moments to get Paul Hamilton's interviews with players. Pat, another day where the Sabres get enough goaltending that should be good enough to win, but only one goal on the board.
4: They had plenty of chances, a couple of power plays early in the game as we talked about after the second intermission, but, yeah, just not creating enough offense. Look, the Sabres were being outshot about 8-3, to three. Halfway through this third period, shots end up 11-11. That means the Sabers outshot St. Louis in the final eight or so minutes of the game, but the Blues are the team that scores the last goal in the final couple of minutes. So something is missing. We, we've we've seen that all year long. It's it's a similar refrain as we had last year uh, for a lot of these home games. I don't know what I don't know what it is, but it, you can just tell that just, they're not able to to finish the way that they were last year.
0: This, I mean, the building looked essentially full today. The crowd was ready to get into it. ton of kids mm-hmm. in the building. And, again, like to never kind of feel again like, hey, this place is rocking. Like, you should feel the energy and, and build off that. And the Sabres at home, Paul and I talked about in the pregame, like there is just something wrong right now with this team at home that they just cannot – Take any advantage of being at home it 's supposed to be an advantage in some capacity, and they 're not getting it
4: yeah it 's not even that they 're not even winning games here The disparity of losses to the winning percentage at home is is so much in in the opposite favor that you just, it's almost defies logic for a team that
0: can play so well on the road. The only goal scorer was Kyle oposo. We start there first live with Paul
2: Kyle again, you guys produced chances and had chances to score. You only got one goal what's going wrong that you're not able
3: to get more pucks into the net um I don't know I don't I don't think it's a it's one thing we just we gotta find another gear you know where it seems like we're we're stuck in third gear yeah you know we're playing well we're playing better but we have more I know we have more I know this group has more I know we're a better team than that and um it's just a little bit just missing a little bit of jam.
2: What was missing offensively, Kyle? You guys had time in the offensive zone, just the quality wasn't there.
3: Yeah, I mean, I just think um, the assertiveness, the the willingness to get to the net, the willingness to get second chances, third chances, um, just putting the pucks there and competing and grinding. And We had, I feel like, all day in the offensive zone to kind of make plays and skate around, but it was just, you know, the urgency to score, the, the – um, the jam that we that we need in our game just just isn't quite there. It doesn't mean we're not working hard. It's just we have more gears than we're showing.
2: Confidence part of that problem?
3: I, I don't think so. I think it's just uh it's just digging in a little bit more. And um you know I it's you compare confidence, sure guys are not scoring as much as as they have in the past or whatever, but that, I mean, that doesn't matter. That doesn't mean that they don't think they're good players. I think we all know that we have good players in this room, so I don't think that that's that much of a factor.
2: Is your goal maybe an example because you went to the net, the puck went to the net? Yeah, some might call it a lucky goal, but you make your own luck too by going to the net and putting pucks to the net, don't you?
3: Well, I mean, I'm, that's where I'm going to go, you know, playing with Tomer and Skinny, you know, just simple to the net. I know that Tomer is using his body to get to the net today, and and, you know, I reap some rewards from that but you know it's just just getting there getting the puck there like um you know we just just didn't do it enough tonight. i just need to shoot more i know it's overly simplistic but i mean do you just need to shoot more i guess um i think that's a part of it i mean i've always thought especially kind of on the power play when you're struggling to volume shoot volume shoot volume shoot and then you feel good about your game and the other team doesn't feel good about their game and you build from that um so, yeah, I mean, that's definitely a piece of it. The high-stick explanation, Mike, was um, he was bent over. And, I mean, I don't know. I didn't really get a good look at the replay. You know, Kelly's a very experienced ref. Um, you know, those guys were saying that they had the same call against them last game and they had no penalty. So, it, I, I mean, I don't know. I, I That was a call on the ice, and we got to live with it surprised are you? It's February and you're still talking about, you know, finding another gear and playing with more jam. Just how surprised are you that that's the point that, that you're at here in February? Uh, I'm surprised. I mean, it wouldn't have been where I thought we would be going into the season. Um, you know, hindsight's 2020, but, you know, you have to, you know, I can sit back and look at things that we did or we didn't do and, um you know, there's a, there's a lot of things that that go into where we are, and um, you know, it's it's gonna have um, it's gonna have a ripple effect for sure on our team. So, um, you know, we just have to we have to try to find another gear here because time is running out.
2: Thank you, Kyle. Kyle Leposo on the post game. Brian, back to you.
0: Time is running out. Thank you, Paul. There with Kyle Leposo, Sabers playing game 51. Pat with a lot of ground to game to pick up on a lot of teams if they're going to get themselves in a legitimate playoff race and i'll agree with
4: caliposo shooting the puck with more volume on the power play that's something again was very noticeable a lot of passing and a lot of keeping it to the outside you take more shots maybe a bounce goes your way and you get a power play goal in the first and you're not trailing one to nothing uh even if you're just tied at one after a period that's different that's a difference that that could have been a difference in this game
0: another game where Overall, you're very happy with what you got from your goaltender, Uka Pekulukin, and they're wasting a very, very good stretch here from their goalie. This is not just a few games. This is quite a bit. Back down to the room, Jeff Skinner now live.
2: Jeff, you guys are getting shots. You're getting the volume. You're getting some zone time. Why are you guys not able? I mean, that's two games in a row where you've only had one goal. Why are you guys not able to cash in more?
5: Uh... I think there's one easy answer we'd probably fix it but it's just it's the way it's going for us um I think we can obviously do more and um trying to get into the inside and, and get some second chance opportunities um but yeah I mean I think even you look at the goal today it's kind of a greasy goal they they put it in so um it seemed like we kind of felt like we were going to get a bounce and we were going to maybe get an easy one but that's just not the way it's going for us right now so we just have to sort of dig deep and, and find a way to get ugly ones until until things start start feeling better for ourselves. Yeah, for the most part, Jeff for the last six weeks your team defense has, has been really good. What's the key to pairing to not only doing that but also getting back to being the offensive team you guys know you can be? Uh I mean there's I think a lot of stuff that goes into it. I think that obviously it's it's there's been some good uh good strides uh, over the last few weeks of uh, sort of the way we played defense. Um but I mean, other teams are playing playing good D too. So I think it's it's just it's just a matter of picking things that are are good in our game and and trying to do more of them. I think we just haven't found a, enough consistency with some of the good things in our game, and um, as a result, we kind of are playing in spurts. And I think we we play better when we sort of have sustained pressure and and can kind of sustain some momentum for periods of time. Are
2: you, are you pressing at times because the puck's not going in for you at at this time?
5: Uh, I don't know. Uh pressing. I just you're trying to score, I think obviously it's it's not going in and um that's part of part of my job is to produce offensively and I think the last little while it's been a bit a little tougher. Um but yeah, I just have to stick with it um and, and, and try and break out of it.
0: Over the same, you know, six weeks that Lance talked about, there are days when the power play is back to working and really clicking, and there are days like today where it really stalls out. What goes wrong when there's just lapses in the puck movement like today?
5: Well, I mean, I think, I mean, other teams trying to kill the penalty, they, they get in the lane and maybe we try and force a play that's not there when we're pressing. I I mean, every play is different. Every PP is different. I think, um, yeah, it's, it's something we struggle with all year to try and get into a rhythm and, um, yeah, it's something we just continue to work at. It's, it's. It's not going to be easy. It's not going to sort of. We're not going to fix one thing, and all of a sudden we're going to start snapping around every power play. It's it's one of those things that every time we get a PP, we get an opportunity. We have to try and make something positive come out of it. Um, I think at times we can do a better job of of giving ourselves those opportunity. Um, um, maybe drawing some more and getting some more some more looks. But I mean, I think once we get on the PP, we just have to focus on continuing to improve on things. Jeff, does
3: the team get a little?
2: zone entries and not wanting to dump the puck and wanting to carry it or is that just kind of you get behind you and you're just kind of trying to force things
5: uh, I don't know I I feel like that kind of thing is, is like a hot topic because of analytics and stuff but at the end of the day you have to make a read on, on what's in front of you and if they're backing up and their D have, have, have a pretty good uh, step on you you dump it in it's they're just going to get it and, and break out. So I think every time those things happen, you have to make a read. Um, so it's hard really to, I mean, obviously in general, we're not doing a good enough job of, of getting in the zone and, and sustaining pressure and having our own time. So uh, that could be part of it. Um, but it's hard to really sort of single out one thing like that.
3: Last season, you guys had a, an identity as a team. I mean, it was
2: very clear what you needed to do, how you were going to play, if you are going to win. Do you feel like that maybe has gotten lost this year as you've tried to take that step and become maybe a more, more mature group defensively that you've lost what really makes you you know, as dangerous as you guys were on a consistent basis last year?
5: Yeah, maybe. I mean, I think when people talk about identity, it's sort of a team that's consistent, consistently – Playing the same way or and and again we've we've struggled with consistency as a whole feels like for for a while so um, but I mean that's gonna happen when things aren't going your well your way I think when when things are clicking guys are feeling good it looks like everyone's doing doing the right thing and, and on the same page and um, for us <clears throat> we just haven't had that enough um, we're going to keep working at it and keep trying to get on on the same page and and get back to to sort of that identity or that consistency and and uh, but again, it's the same thing as the power play. I think you, you can't just sort of flip a switch and all of a sudden next game we're just going to have a great game all 60 minutes. It's it's going to be it's got to be a sort of a a concerted effort by by everyone. Jeff, Jeff,
2: I'm not referring specifically to you, but is overall confidence
5: an issue? Uh, I mean. I mean, you can speak to me, but uh, <laughs> no. I mean, I. I mean, I, I guess it's an individual kind of question. I think it, you go through ups and downs throughout the season. You you got times when guys are sort of. I mean, today, Oki Okie kicked it up and they put it in for us. So I think it's not like we're getting we're not getting bounces. We got to bounce there. Um, I think Tom did a great job kind of creating it, but it's it's just. Part of the part of the season, part of part of playing pro sports, you're going to go through ups and downs, and whether whether you look at that in a downtime and say, "Oh, you don't have confidence," I mean, maybe, but you got to find a way to get out of it, and soon, sooner or later, we'll get out of it, and we'll have we'll have more confidence, and then guys will feel feel good about themselves, and we'll start to um, things will start to click, and and it's just a matter of right now trying to find that and get out of it quick. Okay, I'll ask, are you?
2: three games in a row here do you guys sense you're pressing in this building you get a lot more offense on the road in
5: general maybe i mean it's i mean yeah it's not good enough obviously i think five and five we can do better too obviously the pp's been been a big big topic but um i don't think we got a five and five last game and then today we got the we got the the one so i don't know it's 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 two games at home i, I mean Maybe if one or two goes in, we start to feel good and, and, and we don't have that conversation. But the fact is, is we've had a couple tough games offensively, and there's no one reason. We just have to find a way to get out of it.
2: Thanks, Jeff. Jeff Skinner on the post game. Brian, back to you.
5: Jeff Skinner amongst the Sabres that are struggling
0: to score, 82 shots, Pat, over these last two home games with one goal in each game.
4: Yeah, it's not going to be enough. Even as well as Uko Pakalukin and his played in both of those games, it's just not going to be enough with the way uh, the season has gone. So you're going to have to look. It's a veteran team. They're maybe struggling with confidence right now, individually, certain players. But over the course of the season, it'll happen. And you've got to try and figure a way out of it quicker than than letting it linger into uh, even more games.
0: 3-1 St. Louis is the final. At this time, we're going to Say goodbye to all of our local affiliate stations. If you want to keep listening to the post game, go to WGR550.com or you can listen in on the Odyssey app. For all of you on WGR, more of the upstate Honda Dealers post game coming up. 3 1 Blues, Don Granado's live post game comments will be coming up next. Stay tuned. This is the Buffalo Sabres Radio Network.
2: This has been a presentation of Odyssey Sports. For even more coverage of your team, download the free Odyssey app and listen to your favorite stations, shows, and podcasts. Centering pass. Far post. Lukanen with a stretch pad save
0: at the far post to keep it out. And the puck is clear. Well, the goaltenders were good in this game, both of them, in and Hofer. in right there with our save of the game brought to you by your upstate Honda dealers. To see the exciting all new Honda lineup, visit your local upstate Honda dealers today. And be there on the call. Ian Rob Ray had the explanation and description of, unfortunately for Sabre fans, another loss. Three won the final, St. Louis beating Buffaloes. We welcome you back here to Keybank Center and the upstate Honda dealers post game show. Uh, we'll be hearing from Don Granado at any moment as soon as he steps to the podium down in the room. We'll take you there live If you're in your car on your way home. Thanks for listening. Your drive home from the game is brought to you by Paddock Chevrolet with you for the extra mile. Well, yes, Pat, the bigger story that uh probably is the bigger story is the one goal performance by the Sabres. However, we might as well for a moment give some thoughts on what was another interesting n h l moment in the many that we see throughout every season. At 16-15, a high-sticking call. Parenko goes to the box for what appears to be a double minor four minutes. There's 3.45 left. It looks like the Sabres will have the remaining of time, barring them taking a penalty, to try and tie it. At some point, maybe the goalie's pulled, so it could turn into a six-on-four. And then suddenly the review happens, and an explanation that I haven't heard before was that he was bent over, which then lends me to believe exactly what Dan was saying on the broadcast was I thought ultimately you were responsible for your stick regardless of what happens to what your other player is doing
4: right and now Kyle Leposo, in, in in hearing from him post game, uh, alludes to that St. Louis kind of maybe was t- told by while they were huddling up that the similar call went the other way uh, where St. Louis expected a power player in their last game and that the call was overturned yeah to me if nothing else, Jordan Greenway is hit with a stick in the face. Right. That's that's a penalty. Whether or not he was bent over, slumped over, jumping up in the air, hunching down, getting out of the way, he still hit the face with a stick. And, and that should be a power play. Now, with what the Sabres did on the power play, their first three opportunities in the game... Would you have expected a different result with that power right. play? But they should have had the opportunity, at least on the power play, there uh, to to get a power play chance. And uh, to me, th- this just no- another thing from the league where whether or not that's been implemented as a rule, it, it doesn't make it defies logic.
0: Right. in the end, it just makes no common sense. Right. If I'm bent over, if I'm on one knee, if I've fallen to the ice, so let's just say I even just fall to the ice. Had, that gives you free reign to swing your stick at me right if you can swing and, st- and hit me in the face if i happen to be down on the ice that's ridiculous that, that that's right <laughs> it does again
4: it, right it defies logic it doesn't make sense <laughs> right. and but for a league that a lot of things don't make sense when you watch a game and what goaltender interferen, interference is in one game it's not the, in the next yeah. there's so much gray area and in, in the ability for officials to 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 look for things and see what they see and and make judgment calls on a lot of these, it should be more clear cut, black and white. Did you hit the player in the face with your stick? Did
0: you? What what happened? Right. Okay, then that's a penalty. And how about maybe if you want to go ahead and I know this is impossible sometimes for them to think about, but if you want to just use common sense, okay, was there heavier contact made with Greenway's face because he was bent over? Yes. And maybe looking at 17 replays, which, by the way, took forever, like always, they, they determine that? Okay, well then, I think I could very much live with, look, he hit him in the face, there was blood drawn, we called four, we're going to change it to two. Okay, I'll listen to that, and I think maybe I would say that's a, quote, fair reasoning. But to just say there's no penalty at all? Well, that, that's insane. That just means you can do whatever you want with your stick as long as a guy happens to be lower. Like that's that's ridiculous. He's bent over. Come on, that's that doesn't mean you have free rein at somebody's face with a stick. Right, and, and
4: I guess it shouldn't be surprising for a league where, again, the, things just seem to almost be made up on the fly at times. Right, where you just you, you don't hear it until until it happens. And oh yeah, it's been it's been that way all year. It's been that way since since a couple of years ago, whatever. It, Which we've never you know heard about it. Right. obviously. right.
0: But it, it, it right it, we it, hear about it when we see it in person in the game. Yeah, that's the thing. And you're right it's not this is not something that we're gonna we should spend the post game on that the Sabres got screwed because ultimately the power play has proven that maybe we wouldn't have resulted in a goal, and the bigger story is that the Sabres still in game's end, regardless of whether they had a power play or not in the final three and a half minutes, they still scored one the rest of the game they're still not doing enough to generate goals, and that still ends up being the bigger story that play of when it occurs time wise in the game. you can see why maybe fans. Who were sitting there frustrated the whole game that their home team only scored once walked out of here then really annoyed. Oh, there's no debate in that. I yeah. I'll, I'll completely agree with you. Right, <laughs> right.
4: They both can be. They both can be true. Correct. In, in you're that, right. Both can happen. Yeah. So it doesn't have to be one or the other. Right. You're right. So I, th- I think if you're the Sabers, yeah, it, it's just the culmination of the day. But again, uh, Jake Ottinger was was the story of why the Sabers didn't win against Dallas the other night. This afternoon, you tell me. I mean, how many times did you really feel like the Sabers had? The, the quality, quality opportunities, and that the goaltender stole the game for St. Louis. I don't know if there was the case, like, maybe on against the Stars.
0: Yeah, I would agree. They were against Dallas. There were a lot of those, wow, great play by the goalie. Not today. All right, Don Granado is now speaking to the media live. Let's take yeah, you there. The the last couple of
6: games. Yeah, I mean, this game is different than, than uh, the other night, certainly, uh, in many respects. And uh, all of them from the foundation of just working and working, not working hard enough tonight, and not working toward the front of the net enough tonight. Simple. Any other thing you want to discuss after that? You know, that's the primary. If we needed to elevate work ethic, compete level, uh, specifically to the net. Period. What's
2: causing this to be a kind of regular issue for the team to knock into the front of the net? Not, not to put in the work, especially against a team that's
0: made it very hard to even get in the
6: zone. What well, was an issue tonight? Um, you know. I would say Dallas is as tough as it comes protecting the front of the net and, 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 and whatnot. You know, L.A., um, every team's good at that. But, but tonight was, was – that was the problem. We were to the net the other night. We didn't score. We didn't put it in. We didn't have a problem getting to the net uh, the other night or in L.A. Or, or San Jose, you know, the three prior games. Tonight, we didn't go to the net. I think I don't think we were willing to work. We wanted an easier game. Um, and, uh, we didn't work hard enough to the front of the net, weren't direct enough.
2: How how did, how, how does a team want an easier game in February, knowing it came off a tough game and almost won on Tuesday. And yet this happened, how can you explain that at this point of the season where this team is already almost on playoff fumes to begin with?
6: I I don't think you explain it. Who who wants to hear an explanation on that, John? (laughs) I mean, do you want to hear an explanation on that? I mean, it's, it's, you didn't work,
3: period. It didn't work. So, down the power play certainly got a lot of volume the other night and we were happy with the pace and that. Why do you think it kind of reverted to hesitancy again in shooting the puck?
6: Again, Mike, it, it does fit with what I said. It does. You know, you're, you're unwilling to shoot, and we've talked about it, you know, through the course of the year at various times. Uh, when you're unwilling to retrieve or unwilling to play, be net front or unwilling to go after the, the loose puck, you want to set the perfect play up. And we were guilty of that tonight. Um, you know, too much too much perimeter, too much movement away from the net, not toward the net. First three or four passes, uh, you know, sequence were, were, were back toward our end instead of toward the net in the offensive zone. Those are not good indicators. Um, and uh, so, you know, as I, as I said right when I walked in here, willing to work and compete. And go to the front of the net. All our issues tonight uh, were, were that and the, the, the other side until the third period. Obviously, when you're pressing from behind and D are pinching, and you give up, you give up odd man situations at that point because of the, s- the situation. Prior to that, you know, def- defending we were we were okay. Obviously, after two periods, um, but still unwilling in the third. You know, when we needed to, you know, ramp it up to be more direct and hard to, to the front of the net.
3: You have one goal in three straight games in this building. Do you just sense? Free skating we see a lot of times on the road just doesn't exist your Guys are tight, playing tight at
6: home. Obviously, it's been different for us at home than on the road. Um, you know, what I sense, I don't want to get into that at all, but, you know, it's, it's, it's the case, unfortunately, and we, um, we got we to gotta move on, on it and get to the next one and, and uh, obviously, uh, you know, have, have full respect that we need to be better specifically here in that regard.
2: Oh, that, that
6: was rescinded. Have you seen that before? Kyle said that the Blues said that they had experienced that the other day too. Yeah, I have not seen that, and I've seen it the other way as well. Called, um, we had one earlier in the year where, uh, you know, it was um, I think it was even Greenway possibly, um, but so no, I haven't. I haven't seen that. Not
2: that one person could change an entire team's willingness to get to the net, but in a game like that where you you do see maybe a stubbornness, is that when you need? your top guys to do it to send a message to the rest of the group
6: yeah you always need your top guys to to elevate in situations like this so so that's an that's an obvious yes Um, and uh, I think they know that and yeah
2: when it comes to opponents around your net whether they set up around your net or getting to your net do you need to see more awareness from your players sometimes they see in my eyes they seem like they're not even aware the opponent is standing
6: in front of our net. In
2: front, in front of your net. Yeah, it seems like at times, oh, and the bucks already in the net. Yeah, I,
6: I know there was one I, uh, that uh, Cousins broke a stick, went back to the bench, and there was a guy backside. So obviously we went to, to four guys quick, and guys have to sh- had to shift positions at that point. But I'd have to I'd have to look at it, Paul, to to, to actually uh, understand exactly what you're asking. Um, so I, I don't have an answer for you uh, uh, without a vision of of what you're saying.
0: Understanding the main issues of tonight that you said. Separately, on the power play, since you've taken more control over it, there has been statistical improvement. So, is it frustrating when you do see things improving, even if inconsistently there, but then you have a recurring issue like this, almost one step forward, two steps back? I, from a coaching perspective, how does that feel? I, I mean,
6: anytime you win or don't win, you're frustrated. Anytime you're not as successful as you would like to be, you're going to be you're going to be frustrated with it. Uh, the catch is not to play frustrated and at times. You, you know, because you, you, you're just going to compound the issue and. Um, that's why I say you know you don't like it. You have your meetings and you've got to move on without frustration. And sometimes you carry that through. It's not good. It's not positive, and uh, it hurts you. But yeah, I mean, certainly not uh, content with anything.
5: Is Jordan okay?
6: He does. He was back in the bench, so yeah, he's he's good. You mentioned
3: you've had a few games where getting to the net hasn't been an issue, but it seems like you know something that keeps popping up every few games. Like how. Worried are you that the message isn't getting through to guys? This is obviously something you preached. You come in, come in here and talk about all the time. How worried are you that it's just not sinking in with this, this group?
6: Well, it's 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 not sinking in consistent enough. You know, you, you you feel good about generating chances, generating chances. It's not a natural. You know, that that takes time for guys to naturally go all the time. I'll make it a habit. We're talking about something that needs to become a habit, an ingrained habit. Um, you know, and, and I mentioned a couple of weeks ago, you know, the perimeter is is is. You look at goals, and you look at incidents before goals. There's a lot of action around the perimeter, and and the wiser players, the more experienced players, know when to get out from the perimeter to the net. It's not as easy as just go to the net. You you have to go there. It's, it's a lot of it is timed, um, and and then again, the willingness to put it to the net for others instead of look for a better play. So, you know, the inconsistencies you see are part of, unfortunately, uh, you know, working to build it as as a more habit. But when you when you generate chances, um, you know, sometimes you get the false sense of, uh, you know, you don't you don't need to go there uh, quite right now.
0: All right, that is Sabres head coach Don Granato. Our Blue and Gold Locker Report brought to you by Roswell Park Comprehensive Cancer Center. Early detection of cancer is our goal. Get in the game at roswellpark.org slash WGR. So we bring it back up here to the press box on the Upstate Honda Dealers postgame, 3-1 St. Louis. Don Granato talking a lot there about not working hard and not getting to the net and net presence and how that needs to be better. It seems to be the uh, the overwhelming theme of this game tonight. That Yes, maybe they're getting more shots, but... In the end, there's still no one there for those second-chance opportunities. That was a big thing that Oposo talked about and Skinner talked about. Um, The goals that the Blues scores are examples of those. None of them really pretty things at all, but just guys going to the net there for rebounds or those crazy bounces that seem to deflect and go in so many times against the Sabres. Buffalo actually did get one of those today. The only goal that the Sabres scored the Blues actually put in their own net. That makes you probably feel worse thinking about that. Yep. One goal against the Blues, one goal against the Stars, 82 shots combined. But, uh, yeah, the amount of good performances that they're wasting from Muko Pekalukadon right now is very poor. He has been outstanding over the last month, been their best player, and Uh, They still don't even have, you know, a 500 record here, over 500 record here over the last few weeks that he's been playing so well in this stretch. Uh, We'll be heading down to Paul Hamilton in a moment. While we wait for Paul, let's get in our final stats. Brought to you by Level Financial Advisors. Helping you retire better, visit levelfa.com. Final shots end up 34-26 in favor of the Sabres. They were 11-11 in the third. Special teams is, again, a story. This is the rinse-repeat portion of the broadcast. Dallas scores on the power play, one of two. I'm sorry, St. Louis scores on the power play, one of two. Uh, Buffalo, zero of three in six full minutes of man advantage time. Joel Hofer is your winning goaltender. How many of you driving home right now could tell me a lot about Joel Hofer before this game started? Well, he only let in one, 33 saves, and the win. Uko Pekalukin the loss, 23 saves. Your three stars are all from St. Louis, Kairu with a goal. He is he got the game winner. Star number 3, Hofer in net, star number 2 with the win and Jake Neighbors who opened the scoring and closed the scoring. He had two goals his 16th and 17th of the season. He is star number 1. And we're going to go ahead and make Jake Neighbors our electric player of the game. Brought to you by Town Ford. When you think Ford, think of Town Ford. 3-1 the final. The Kings are up next. This is the Sabers uh, this will be the Sabres' third of four games in a row at home. A 2-1 loss to Dallas, a 3-1 loss to St. Louis. They'll have Los Angeles in here on Tuesday at 7 o'clock. And then the Red Hot Florida Panthers and Sam Reinhart will be in here on Thursday. That'll close out the four-game homestand. They'll head to Minnesota a week from today to take on the Wild and then back home for President's Day Monday for a twelve-thirty afternoon tilt with the Anaheim Ducks. So that's kind of the week ahead on the schedule here for the sabers uh, let's get to the injury report and that's brought to you by losi and ganji buffalo's workers compensation and personal injury attorneys working hard for hard-working western new yorkers well the injuries for the sabers are for two players right now jack quinn out six to eight weeks as of a week ago and uh of course Mattias samuelson injury reserve he is out for the season the other two scratches today were both healthy scratches victor olofsson And Jacob Bryson, don't know if maybe we'll even see Victor Olofsson play again here. Trade deadline coming up. Could he be moved for something minor? If anything, who knows? Um, You know, he has not played. He's got four goals this year. Not a good season for Victor Olofsson for sure. Uh, You know, the power play has been struggling. You know, for the time, the little time that he's had on it, had no really impact on it at all. He continues to be a scratch, as does Jacob Bryson Uh, You know, as far as in goal, Comrie was the backup. You heard from him on pregame today. It looks like he'll be continued to be the backup here for quite a while with Devin Levi in Rochester. Levi played last night in the OT loss for the Amherst. But the Sabres do not have back-to-back games until March 6th and 7th. So we're still literally about, you know, about a month away here before Buffalo plays back-to-back where you, uh, if you wanted to ride Lucanen with how good he's playing. The opportunity is there on the schedule to do so. Uh, Even when the Sabres do go on the road, there's time off in between before they play again. Uh, Short trips, Montreal, Columbus upcoming here, uh, Minnesota. So, you know, if you want to uh, continue to play Lukanen, which you probably should, uh, the opportunity will be there uh, for Don Granato if he wants to. All right, let's read some tweets from fans here. Our response, first response from the fans brought to you by ServPro. ServPro of Central Buffalo's Team Luzzy responds first and faster to any size. Disaster. Pat Malacaro back with me here now. Let's read some tweets here, Pat. Uh, Brian tweeting in says, uh, quote, Don Granado sounds like a defeated man right now. He, he's, he's upset with his team. He knows right now they're not putting in the effort or at least doing what he knows they need to do, which is to get to the net here to get some more goals.
4: And it's not as if this is October, November. This is yeah. almost the middle of February. W- what is there to say at this point? And I thought you you and Paul had a, hit it a quite well also in pregame today. What Don Granado says to the team just to them and what he will uh, acknowledge to the media might be a little bit different message in that he's not necessarily going to uh, rip into the players through the media. He'll do it face-to-face in the locker room. So, you know, sometimes it is, you know, whether it's, Maybe not seeing the same things that, that it is, the questions that are being asked, or even at one point t- today, kind of saying, like, don't really feel, almost feel comfortable a- answering it in a uh, certain question. I feel like Don Cornell is very measured for a reason. And, you know, what else is there to say?
0: Yeah. Big Len says, amazing of how the, the home woes are continuing here. He goes, Look, on the road, the other team has the last change. He goes, Here, you should have the advantage. He goes, they're losing at home right now because maybe he's not sending out the right matchups. I don't know. I mean, that is also a piece of what should be your home advantage. We talk about it in pregame, like, well, what should help you at home? Well, there are factors, uh, travel, you know, comfort, your fans, the building, all these things, including the last change, which is strategically supposed to be an advantage for you, but the Sabres seem to be the better team when they play away from this building.
4: Yeah, is it trying to, at times, do too much or... or press too much in front of the home fans i don't necessarily know the answer but the only thing i do know is that it's been consistently the same for for this team uh over multiple seasons now so whatever that is look they go out to, to, to further that point they'll go out and win in vegas they'll go they'll win in new york against the rangers they'll win some of these games against teams that are firmly in playoff spots and some of the best in the league but then when it comes to being at home whether it's running into a hot goaltender, not going to the front of the net with a purpose and with a plan and, and, and with with a reason, they result in, in a couple of losses and, and only one goal in each of those games.
0: Michael, responding to Jeff Skinner, we'll get one more in here, says getting the ugly ones is how the top teams all do it all the time. Uh, just watch Boston and Dallas and teams like that. That's how they beat you, even with their top players scoring around the net. Yeah, I,
4: I, there's very little, I, I would agree.
0: All right, let's bring Paul Hamilton in now, down from the media room. Paul, we're just reading some tweets here from fans. Obviously, they're frustrated with what they're seeing here, and probably many of them that are listening in their car right now are sitting here saying, like, man, coming down to this building to again watch them score one goal, it's got to be pretty depressing for them.
2: It is, and um, this hasn't been something recently uh, that is, I, for, for the most part, for the last... 15 to 17 games Effort has not been a question for me Compete has not been a question for me And the head coach told you right off the bat That was that was the issue in tonight's game They weren't willing to compete to get to the net And therefore, very easy game for Hofer You know, uh, probably one of his easiest of the year 33 saves did, How many difficult saves did he have? A couple Um couple on uh, Tuck uh, as I'm looking through my notes here uh, Cousins was cruising in and he made a, a big save on him interestingly enough that on the Sabre goal that wasn't even a shot by a Sabre it was two Blues uh, Kessel stick and with skate and the puck wound up in their net and it wasn't even a shot by a Sabre that that scored the goal But here they are again, you know, with 34 shots. But how many of the shots were dangerous? You know, how many shots were you sitting there saying, oh, wow, they they should have scored there? There were numerous times where they put the puck over the top of the net where I said to myself, wow, they should have scored there. There was one very early, Tage Thompson was right on the top of the crease and had a wide open net and he fanned on the puck. How many times would you see Tage Thompson fan on that? I mean, 99 times out of 100, that's in the back of the net, quickly. I mean, who else... If you had your chance to say, who would you want standing there, it would be Tage Thompson. And he didn't come through. One of the few times they had somebody at the net. And it's hard to really get on them defensively when they only give up three goals, and the third one came at 18.03 of the third period, so for most of the game it was two goals. And Don Granato didn't understand or the question I was asking or didn't want to answer it. One of the two, I don't know which, but the, the awareness is just awful. I mean, the, the awareness on two of those goals tonight, you're just shaking your head. going, go, what are you doing? How do you not know the goal score is there? And how many times have I had this conversation over the years uh, about situational awareness from this team? And Owen Power was on one of them. Plus, he was one on the Dallas. And to me, that is his biggest problem: is he is just totally unaware of the of the situation going around him. Now, I believe he will improve that. You know, this is his second year, and some defensemen, you know, named uh, Hedman and Carlson and Daleen took three, four years to become phenomenal defensemen in this league. This is only Power's second year. But there are many times I write in my notes, power had no idea the guy was there. He just seems to get locked on the puck and then doesn't know what's going on around him because he's locked on the puck. And but there's others too that do it. And to me that is a problem and has been a problem, and I don't see it getting all that much better. But here we are on December, or I'm sorry, February I don't even know what month it is. February tenth, and we're talking about effort again. In a game where you you know you're desperate, you should be desperate for points. And I told you this the other night. I still I still think the nail in the coffin was the other night, from the demeanor of the players, the head coach. It just seemed like that was the one that put it away. I think they had hope going coming out of the break. Um, they had hope going into that game they put a lot of effort into that game but they only scored one goal they dominated the other team lost the game and i left that game thinking you know what that was the one that yeah. was the that was the that was the nail in the coffin and tonight they played like that was the nail in the coffin
0: Paul Hamilton with us here on the upstate honda dealers post game 3-1 st louis Paul and again look at, you and i talked about it in the pregame you're continuing to get good performances from your goaltender three goals against, and two goals against for almost the entire game. St. Louis scores right at the end. So he gives you another opportunity to win, and they're wasting of the best month of his career here, and they don't even really now have a winning record to show for it while he's played so well.
2: Yeah, and you've heard me say many, many, many times your best players have to be your best players. And right now their best players are not their best players. I mean, uh, they're not coming through. It's as simple as, you know, they're being paid to score goals. They're being paid to come through. And right now, Jeff Skinner and Tage Thompson did get a power play goal the other day. But for the most part, him, uh, Dylan Cousins has played well, but the, but is not producing. You got to play well and produce. And he's the he's the first one to tell you that. He he I saw an interview he did the other day. I don't remember where, but. And he's done it with me, too, the same interview, that it's not good enough. Playing well is not good enough. He is paid to produce, and he must produce. And they're paying some players a lot of money, and they're getting really no production out of them right now. Uh, Paterka got got hot for a little bit, but it's been a couple of games now for him. You lose Jack Quinn, who helps you produce. And, uh, you know, Rasmus Dahlin is not producing right now, although I thought against Dallas he had his best game of the year. And uh, I thought a lot of that might have been because he played 29 minutes and uh, was really a force in that game. But he played another 29 minutes, 28.59, but let's round it off to 29. Played another 29 minutes in this game. Uh, and I don't think he was as good in this game. But, you know, your best players must be your best players. And for a lot of this season, that has not been the case for the Buffalo Sabres.
0: Paul, last thing, Detroit won this afternoon. They beat a good Vancouver team, which we know is good. We just saw them here just a couple weeks ago. So they've moved now up to 60 points. Tampa has 59. So now the gap between the Sabres and the final playoff spot has reached 11. So the uphill climb gets even steeper.
2: Well, as I said, the the nail in the coffin was last game, in my opinion. To me, I'll be looking because it's my job, but to me – You know, I don't think the points matter anymore. I mean, this team's not going on a 10-game winning streak or anything like that. They've shown us nothing to make us believe that they are going to go on a 10-game winning streak or whatever it would take to make the playoffs. So now, you know, when, when this season is over, the powers that be have to figure out, was last year the fluke or was this year the fluke? And it's not a fluke. We talked about this in the pregame, their home record. Their home record coming into the game, 27th in the league both last year and this year. That's two years in a row with the same core that can't play at home. That's not a fluke. That's not something that, all right, one season, don't worry about it. It's two full seasons of guys that you have invested a lot of money in who are not coming through on home ice. You're not going to win anything when you're 27th in the league playing 460 hockey at home. And now it's worse because today's loss isn't added in there. So, you know, you're not going to get in the playoffs or win anything when that's what you're doing for two straight years. And now they got to look at, have we made mistakes in our core here? Do we have to change part of this core because this isn't working? They may come to the conclusion that this year was a fluke, but they can't come to the party like they did last year with the same guys because if, I mean, what what makes you think you're going to get a different result with the same guys?
0: Paul, thank you very much. Appreciate it. We uh, hope you enjoy the Super Bowl tomorrow. We'll see you here Tuesday night with the Kings. I will be here. Okay, great. Thank you. Paul Hamilton here on our Upstate Honda Dealers postgame. 3-1 the final. And we mentioned that Detroit wins. They go to 60, Tampa 59. Buffalo now 11 back of the final playoff spot. That's your look at the NHL standings brought to you by Native Pride and Tall Chief Cigars. Stand tall with native pride. All right, let's get a scoreboard check here, our final look. Today, here's Pat Malacarro once again around the league.
4: Thanks, Brian. This look around the league is brought to you by Alex's Place in Batavia. Oh, man, now I want ribs. Only one game ongoing currently. It's the Bruins and the Capitals. They are scoreless through 20 minutes of play at TD Garden. Next up, 6 o'clock faceoff tonight for Sam Reinhart and the Panthers. They welcome in Colorado Now the. Uh, sunrise also at seven o'clock tonight. It'll be the Maple Leafs in Ottawa to take on the Senators, while the Flyers welcome in the Kraken for a seven o'clock faceoff. Same time, it's the Devils and Hurricanes meeting from Raleigh. Blue Jackets and Lightning will meet in Columbus tonight while the Penguins are in Winnipeg to take on the Jets. 8 o'clock face-off sees Nashville hosting the Coyotes. And last game of the night, Connor McDavid and the Oilers continue out west in L.A. tonight. They'll take on the Kings. Again, that's at 10 o'clock. To local college basketball where they've gone to the second half down at Georgia Southern. UB currently has a 47-35 lead in that contest uh, just starting the second half. Two, two minutes and change in. Also, St. Bonaventure hosting Duquesne this afternoon. And at last check, now Duquesne picking up the victory, 75-69 over the Bonnies. And also Canisius with a four-point win over Iona, 73-69, a team that very depleted due to injuries, able to hold on and split their week in the MAC. So
0: Canisius picks up the win there
4: fourth in MAC conference
0: play, Brian. All right, Pat, thank you very much. Good job today. Thank you. All right. Pat Malacaro here, Paul Hamilton down in the room here. Well, before we leave you here on our upstate Honda Dealers post game, let's fit, we'll finish out uh, getting in our Clinton Collision hits of the game. Clinton Collision, we're there when you need a repair. Well, the Sabres got five hits from Rasmus Dahleen, at least credited on the score sheet. No other player had more than one. But there was that one shift where I feel like he got like four of the five, where he looked upset, then he was hit. He thought maybe he should have gotten a penalty. Uh, he was going at it with a, a few blues along the way, a couple of cross checks, but uh, Dahleen. His five hits leads all players on the Sabres in that category, our Clinton Collision hits of the game. Well, here we are again talking about no scoring for the Sabres or lack of scoring for the Sabres being another reason for the loss, and now the damage in the standings just continues to arise. With Detroit's win today over Vancouver, they now move into wild card spot number one, and they have 60 points. The Sabres are 11 back of Tampa, who uh, did not even play this afternoon with uh, 59, so 11 points back. With all those teams in the way, you've got the Canadians, the Caps, the Penguins, the Devils, uh, the Islanders. You know, it is uh, it's dire straits here in the standings. Sabers will continue their home game, uh, home game, home stand rather Tuesday coming up against Los Angeles, seven o'clock puck drop, and we'll have pregame at six right here on WGR. And with that, we're going to say goodbye to you here from KeyBank Center. Hope you enjoy the Super Bowl tomorrow. Uh, of course, and we'll have coverage on wGR uh, we 've got sports talk Saturday- Sunday coming your way tomorrow, eleven to two uh, and then NFL coverage courtesy of Westwood One and pregame gets going at two p m Kickoff just around six thirty from Las Vegas between the 49ers and the Kansas City Chiefs. With that, we want to thank our crew, TJ. Luckman, our network producer back in our Amherst studios. Thank you TJ here at Keybank Center, Pat Carl, Jonathan Coziel, Paul Hamilton. Tom Maddie was our engineer and our game announcers are Dan Dunleavy and Rob Ray. I'm Brian Colziel, again the final St. Louis 3, Buffalo 1. Talk to you Tuesday, Sabres and Kings from downtown Buffalo, right here on the Buffalo Sabres Radio Network.